Debbie Marcoux is licensed by the Department of Financial Protection and Innovation under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act, NMLS ID 237926. Also licensed in Arizona, 0941504, Florida, L076508, Georgia, 69178, Idaho, MLO, 2080237926, Illinois, 031.0058339, Missouri, North Carolina, I210940, Nevada, 57237, Oregon, Tennessee, 184373, Texas, Washington, MLO, 237926. She's the mortgage mom. She can get things done. When you're in need and don't know where to go, pick up the phone and call mom. All right, so welcome to Mortgage Mom Radio. I'm Debbie Marcoux. I am the Mortgage Mom, and every week I'm bringing you guys up-to-date information about the real estate and mortgage world. What is happening? What is going on with CPI? What is CPI? What's going on with inflation? What is going on with the Fed? Are interest rates coming down? Should you buy a home now? Um, but hey, guess what? It's almost Thanksgiving, and I'm not going to be on radio next week. I go dark on the weeks that we have holidays. So I thought, what fun to actually have a Thanksgiving show and not talk about real estate and not talk about mortgage. I want to talk about turkey. I want to talk about cooking those turkeys. I want to talk about how do you make the best turkey possible, and there's so many ways to make turkey. You could put it in your oven. You could put it on your in your electric roaster on your countertop. You could deep fry that turkey. So we're going to talk about some great tips and tricks for cooking that turkey this week. We're going to have fun. I want you guys to get interactive. I want you to tell me that you're here. I want you to give my listeners some tips and tricks and advice. What do, what do you do? What do you do with your turkey? That's what I want to hear. I want to hear from you guys. So we're going to take a super quick break. I'm going to pull up some of these recipes that I found online. We're going to talk about those recipes and I want you guys to get interactive and I want you guys to tell me that you're here and I want you to give us some tips tricks and advice. What do you do? How do you cook your turkey? Or is there a certain spice you like to use? Or, you know, do you do it at a different temperature than what it says to do online when you look it up? So stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Are you a homeowner and you're equity rich, you're cash poor, and you're deep in debt? Well, follow along. You guys have to like my channel. I'm going to talk all about home equity loans this month and home equity lines of credit. Who are they good for? What are they good for? Why are they good? Let's talk. Follow my page. Equity rich, cash poor, and deep in debt. Follow along. I'm Debbie Marcoux. This is Mortgage Mom Radio. All right, so welcome back to Mortgage Mom Radio. I'm Debbie Marcoux. I am the Mortgage Mom, and today we're talking turkey. We are not talking mortgage. We are not talking real estate. We are talking turkey. Uh, I will not be on next week. I do go dark, so you guys will miss me for one week, and then I'll be back the following week, and we'll talk all about how our turkey recipes played out and did it work. So, what do I do? So let's start with what does Debbie do when I cook my turkey and I love Thanksgiving. Let me just start with that. Thanksgiving is for me bigger than Christmas. I love Christmas, but Christmas for me and for my family is more of waking up in the morning, opening up gifts, doing like a breakfast kind of brunch, and then just really relaxing and chilling uh, throughout the rest of the day. But turkey Thanksgiving 
is my big thing. I love it. I start cooking on Wednesday in order to deliver my dinner by Thursday at three o'clock. So I'm literally working for a straight 24 hours to deliver this dinner. So what do I do? And then we're going to talk about what the experts say to do on food.com and other, you know, different uh, websites that I found. And then again, I want to hear from you guys. I want you to tell me, what do you do? How do you do it? Right? So I personally like to make my stuffing the night before and I get it all ready to go. You know, I use all of the, you know, the, the neck and the heart and all that good stuff. And I boil it all up really good. And I, I, we either toast some bread and literally rip it into pieces or we buy the cubes of, of uh, croutons. And we make our stuffing the night before. We then stuff the turkey the next morning. Don't stuff it overnight. That's a really bad no-no. You're going to end up with, um, you know, salmonella or something that's, you know, sitting in that, in that, those juices of that turkey. And then, you know, it's being absorbed by all of your, all of your stuffing. So don't do that. Stuff your bird the next morning, or at least that's what we do. We stuff that turkey. And then I like to make sure that I season it the way that I want to season it. So I personally like butter, salt, pepper, a little bit of garlic powder. It doesn't need a lot in my opinion. Then when I cook my turkey, I actually cook mine breast down because I feel like all of the juices as it's cooking and it's draining are then going down into the breast instead of it being breast side up. So I do personally like mine breast side down. I wrap that turkey as tight as I can possibly get it in foil and I leave that foil on through the majority of the cooking. I set my oven really low, my temperature super duper low, 325, and we go for hours. Now, I do use a thermometer. I use an electric thermometer that's Bluetooth to my phone so I can actually continue to watch the temperature of my bird. And when I get to the point that it's ready to start browning is when I will actually open up the foil and I will start basting and I will turn the heat up in that oven. I like to use the roasting and I will turn it up in the oven to about 400, 425 to make sure I get it nice and browned. Now, one tip that I would give you from me is that the turkey does continue to cook once you take it out of the oven. So a big mistake that a lot of people will make is that they will take that turkey out when that temperature gets to that 165, 170 mark, even 175. I read online that it was 180 that you want the internal temperature of your breast to get to. If you cook that thing to 180 inside your oven, it is going to be the driest turkey you guys have ever eaten. And I really hope your gravy's good. So you want to make sure that you are watching and you pull that turkey out when it hits about 165 in your breast. Then you're going to let her sit for about 30 minutes and she will continue to cook and that that temperature will come up to where it needs to be to be safe to eat. So that is how I do it. Those are my tips for you. That is how I make my turkey. Comes out juicy, comes out buttery. The whole family loves it. It really turns into a great meal. Now, I got some other ones here that I've pulled offline and I'm going to tell you what they say. I've never brined a turkey. Maybe I'll try that this year. Uh, there's some ideas for roast using your electric uh, um your electric roaster, or even doing a deep fried turkey. So we're going to get into all of that. 
Heather jumps on. She says, woohoo, turkey talk. So Heather, I want you to start typing right now and I want you to tell me how you do your turkey or if you do it different. Do you do yours breast side up? Do you wrap her in foil? Do you put your oven on bake? Where do you put it at? Do you put it on roast? I want to hear how all of you guys do your turkeys because this is a fun show. I am removing myself from Mortgage Mom for the day, for the day and we're talking turkeys. We're talking Thanksgiving. And I do hope that all of you guys do have a wonderful, wonderful holiday. So I hope I am kickstarting it for you and getting you guys off and moving towards that beautiful family get together. So with that, we are going to take a super quick break and then we're going to keep going. Who can benefit from a home equity loan? Okay, well, let's talk about this. Who are you? Who are the people that are going to benefit? All right. Are you a homeowner? Number one, check mark. Do you have equity in your property? Chances are you probably do. Many people have seen appreciation that has been uncomparable to previous years and times and decades. So many, many homeowners are sitting on a lot of equity at the moment. Now, do you have debt? Do you have debt that you need to pay off, but you're cash poor? You don't have the cash to get rid of those credit cards, those student loans, those car payments, anything that you might be in debt over, personal loans. If you have that debt and you need to try to figure out how to get it paid off and you've got that equity in your home, you would be a perfect candidate to be looking into home equity loans. Home equity loans, when blended with your current first mortgage low interest rate that nobody wants to touch, are a great option. So what do you do? Call my office. Let's talk about it. Let's figure out what your best rate is and if it makes sense for this to be something that could get you out of debt and feeling better and getting those monthly payments and that monthly cash flow in place. Give us a call. It's MortgageMomRadio.com. All right, so welcome back to Mortgage Mom Radio. I am Debbie Marcoux. I am the mortgage mom, but today I'm not talking mortgage or real estate, interest rates, nothing. We are talking turkeys today. So during the break, uh, my dad jumps on, says, hi there, watching from work this week. And then um, Heather says, I've never brined a turkey. I've always wanted to. So we're going to talk about what I pulled up online with the best way to brine. Uh, Cheryl jumps on and says, I put turkey in a bag. So Cheryl, that's actually cool. Um, I, my, my aunt actually puts hers in a bag as well, and it does come out very tender and very juicy. Um, so Heather says, I actually put mine in the turkey bag a little bit first, throw everything in there, including the butter and salt and pepper, uh, the turkey, and then pop it in the oven. So I might have to check into these turkey bags because it's sounding like that's a good way to go. Uh, Heather also says it cooks a little bit faster, she found, when it's in the turkey bag, and it's super juicy. So that's what it's all about, right? The best, the worst thing in the world is a dry turkey. Nobody wants a dry turkey. Uh, so when we could get it really juicy, really tender, that is when you have got a really great recipe. Um, now she says, sometimes I stuff the top of the breast, loosen that skin a little with some fresh herbs. So actually that's a great idea, Heather. Um, I do that with chicken. So I don't know why I've never thought about doing it with turkey, but I'll actually put some rosemary and butter just under the skin when I'm doing uh, chickens with, you know, bone in uh, skin chicken, uh, whether it's breasts or legs or thighs or whatever. So that's actually a great idea. I like that. I might actually try it. And Heidi says, we have an 
an infrared fryer that we have used many years for the turkey. Okay, so Heidi, start typing your little fingers off. I want to know about this infrared fryer. Do you need to take it outside? It's sounding to me like it's probably oilless, not really a deep fried turkey, but it's not the typical electric roaster that you would plug in and put on your countertop. So start typing, get them little fingers going. I want to know more. Um, Heather says, are used to always roast in a pan covered with foil like my mom did, but I found that the bag makes it juicier. So I might have to try this whole bag thing. This bag thing sounds like it's really a good thing, and I might actually have to try it and let you guys know if I like it better than my foil with the breast down. So let's, uh, we're going to keep going. I want you guys to keep putting stuff in there and telling me what you think and how do you do it? What herbs do you think taste the best in there? Um, so I did pull up on, this one is on, uh, Crystal USA and this was a, uh, this one was for, the oven. So this was a recipe for the oven. And the reason that I pulled it up is I have never brined either. I've heard a lot of people talk about brining. And so I wanted to kind of get an idea of what was brining. How do you brine? And, and they're claiming that when you brine the turkey, that it comes out juicier. So I wanted to learn what that was. And so this one says, how to cook a perfectly moist and juicy turkey. So start by brining the turkey. This means soaking it in salt water overnight in the fridge, generally using a brining bag. You can also add a few flavors to the brine if you so desire. Once your turkey is drained of the brine and ready for the next step, rub super soft butter genuinely under the skin. Herbs and spices can be added to the butter for extra deliciousness. So Heather was onto something by adding that butter under the skin and putting some herbs and such under the skin. So I like that. This is actually, we're going to take this butter. We're going to whip it up, make it soft. We're going to add those herbs and spices that we want to that butter. And then we're going to add that butter under the skin. I usually add the butter on top of the skin. So we're learning some good, good stuff today. Um, Heather did say that I have a friend that brines turkey every year in an ice chest overnight, and it's actually really good. So I did see the ice chest thing when I got into the deep fried turkey. So we're going to get to that. But what, um, what let's, let's go to the that's brining, so obviously. And then this one actually said, just like what I do, when your turkey is ready to go in the oven, place it upside down in the oven tray first, placing the turkey breast side down on a roasting rack for the first hour or so of roasting essentially allows it to baste itself. So that's probably why mine comes out juicy, even though I'm not doing all this other fantastic stuff with the brining and the bags is because I've got mine breast side down. So when you see pictures and you watch movies, every time a turkey comes out of the oven, it's that big, gorgeous breast. And that's the way it goes in. And, you know, it's always comes out perfect looking and there's no foil on top or anything. Um, but mine is breast side down. So uh, let's see. Heather says, I want a turkey that looks as good as the turkey from Christmas vacation. Manny, you're hilarious. I love it. We can definitely make ourselves some beef jerky this year if you would like. Um, Heidi says, yes, for the infrared fryer, you cook it outside. It hook up, hooks up to a propane tank and it's oilist and it's super juicy. So we're going to have to find definitely a recipe for that 
because that sounds like what my cousin's bringing this year. So I actually ended up thinking we were going to have a small Thanksgiving. Every year, I always host my whole family. It is a big, big event. Like I said, I start cooking on Wednesday. I don't stop until Thursday when it's time to eat. We make our bread from scratch. We make our potatoes from scratch. We make our stuffing from scratch. We make our pies from scratch, our cookies. We do not buy anything that is already pre-made. It is all from scratch. And that is why it is my favorite, favorite holiday every year. So this year I actually had a couple of extra people say that they're coming. And so I told my cousin, I can't get two turkeys cooked in my kitchen. Do you think you could bring your deep fryer? And he said, yes, I can. And then he said, it's oilless. So I'm actually guessing that it's what Heidi's got in the oilless infrared propane. He said it runs on propane. It goes outside, but there's no oil. So I'm going to guess that's what we have. And that'll be great because Heidi, I'll let you know if mine's juicier or if Nick's is juicier. So we will find out because we're going to cook two turkeys this year. Uh, my dad says, you need to try a turduncan from the Cajun store or the Cajun chef at dad. I love you very much, but a turduncan is definitely an acquired taste. You're talking about a turkey, a chicken and a duck. And that is not my idea of a Thanksgiving. So I'm going to scratch that and I'm going to say you're crazy. Now I know a lot of people love them. I know you love them. I know that it is definitely something that is out there that sells like hotcakes, but I'm going to say, no, you, you've lost your mind. This is Thanksgiving and it's turkey. Okay. It's turkey. We're doing turkey. All right. So when we get back, um, I am going to jump into that electric roaster recipe and how to cook it. And let me just give you guys my take on that. And then we'll take a break. So this year I moved into a new house. We talked about that a couple months ago on the show. I was moving and my kitchen is not anywhere near as big as it used to be. So I don't have my wall ovens, my double wall oven. All I have is just the normal oven. Well, that's fabulous if all I was doing was cooking the turkey, but I am baking bread. I am baking pies. I am making the sides. I need a lot of things to go in that oven. So this year I actually actually decided to get an electric roaster for the countertop in order to free up some space. And I did do a test run last Friday. And let me just tell you, it was good, but it wasn't fabulous, but it was my fault. It was user error. And so I'm going to explain that when we come back so that nobody does the same mistake that I did. So stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Okay. So what is the difference between a home equity loan and a home equity line? So we're going to talk about this on this quick value series today. So home equity loan, to make it very simple, is a principal and interest payment that is based on a term. So it's very similar to your mortgage payment, very similar to a car payment or a personal loan. They're going to take the whole balance and they're going to amortize it over whatever term you choose. And that is the monthly payment that you're going to make with a fixed interest rate. I love this option for somebody that um, does not have the cash to pay back in big chunks and pay things off quickly and fast. So if you're in debt and you're paying debt off, your debt consolidating with your home equity loan, it's a great option for you. Now, what's a home equity line of credit? A home equity line of credit is basically like a credit card. It is simply that. It is a line of credit that you can choose to borrow. You're going to make an interest-only monthly payment. So the payment that you make will not pay the debt off, and it is open for 
for a certain period of time, typically 10 years before you have to get it paid off in full. And the monthly payment, the rate is adjustable. So if you are somebody that likes to flip homes and you're looking for cash to be able to buy that house that's in shambles that can't get financing, well, you might be a great person for a home equity line. You can use the equity in your home to purchase the house cash, do all of the renovations, sell the property to do that quick flip, pay that line of credit back off. But if you have a balance on that line and it's for a long period of time and that interest rate continues to go up, you're not making a payment that's paying it off, you're literally just on the same treadmill as your credit card. So is it good for debt consolidation? I don't personally think so, but that's the difference between an equity loan and an equity line. You wanna know more, maybe you need one, maybe you need one of those items, give us a call. It's 844-935-3634. That's 844-WE-LEND-FOR-YOU, W-E-L-E-N-D, and the number four. Okay, so welcome back to Mortgage Mom Radio. We're talking turkeys today, Thanksgiving. We are not on show uh, next week, so there will be a week where we are dark. Um, so I am getting your holidays started early. I'm kicking it off today. And for my listeners on Go Country on Saturday morning, I'm getting you guys in the mood, getting ready for turkey. And if you forgot that was coming, guess what? It is next week. Uh, so get yourselves ready. Okay, guys, let's do this. All right, so um, during the break, uh, Carrie did jump on. She says, Drew always does the turkey and stuffing. I'm in charge of the rest. Not sure who has the better deal, but at least I'm not up at four putting things in the oven. So, uh, you know what? That's so funny, uh, Carrie, because we were actually just talking about that as a family. We've got this thing called Marco Polo that we all get on and we all talk to each other through video. And it, it's actually quite nice and, it, and it's beautiful because it keeps everybody connected, even though we're all living all over the country. Um, but we were actually laughing laughing and talking about how each person actually has their job, right? So my job is uh, cookies. I do cherry pie and, and banana cream pie. And then I do the stuffing, the turkey, the sides. I really do like the cooking, cooking. My sister uh, does the apple pie and she does the bread and the bread uh, by far we could probably just skip the rest of the meal and do nothing but eat the bread um, but she definitely she does the apple pie and she does the bread um, I definitely do more work so it is up earlier it is getting it in on time so that it is ready for dinner when you're wanting to serve dinner and remember guys uh, when that turkey is stuffed it is about 15 minutes per pound. So if you're doing a 20 pound turkey, you know, that's a good amount of time that you need to cook that, that turkey at. And it really does depend also on your temperature, right? So that's why I really like to use a thermometer. I think that the thermometer is definitely better than the calculating per pound usage. I personally just ordered a brand new one. I used to have a Yumly and Yumly was great. It was Bluetooth. It went to your phone and everything, but I found that I really lost connection with the thermometer quite a bit I couldn't bring my phone very far away which can be quite annoying when you've got you know a cookie a, a, a turkey in the oven like the entire day and you need to go and get a couple of other things done in between checking on that turkey then anyway it didn't work so I just bought new smart thermometers that are chef IQ and I love them I tried them out last week like I said I did my run through turkey and we're going to talk about my disaster last Friday um, but I did try them out and I did have have 
uh, a longer range from, you know, the, the thermometers to my phone that the Bluetooth would work. And so we're going to use those this year instead, but they really do come in handy and it really does make a huge difference to just know what the internal temperature is of your turkey. And if you're seeing that your turkey's cooking too fast, you can turn your temperature down on the oven. If it's cooking too, uh, you know, too slow, you can turn that, you know, temperature up a little bit uh, to try to get things moving. So it, the, I definitely, definitely recommend using some sort of a meat thermometer for sure. Remember that those button ones that come in that turkey, a lot of times they'll get stuck and they never pop. And so you might end up overdoing your turkey if you're relying on that pop-up button. So don't do that. Okay. So I would say to Carrie's statement, Drew is doing more than you if he's doing the stuffing and the turkey because that's my job. And I would say that I definitely watching everybody else and in their roles and their jobs, um, I'm definitely in the kitchen way more than everybody else. So that's just my take, but I could be totally wrong. I'm also doing the sides, which Drew's not. I mean, I'm doing the potatoes, I'm doing the veggie, I'm doing, you know, those sides, the, the cranberry and everything that we're putting out on the table with the bread and the turkey and the pies and the cookies and everything else. So, all right. So this electric roaster, let me just tell you about my horror story, which it was good. I'm happy I did a run through because I've never used one before. And the worst thing in the world for me, at least, is to have a house full of, you know, 18 to 20 people ready to eat my turkey dinner. And it comes out like Manny's suggestion of the Christmas vacation turkey. We don't want that to happen. So I did my run through to see how this this roaster worked. And if it wasn't going to work, then it was going in the oven and everything else. I don't know how I was going to do it, but I was going to figure it out. So where I made my sit mistakes, number one, I just talked about how great that the thermometer is and the thermometer is fabulous, but I put the thermometer in the wrong place. So it thought that the turkey was cooking faster than what it was actually cooking. So at the point that I got to my temperature where the turkey should have come out of the oven, I opened up the lid and my turkey wasn't brown yet. So I went ahead and I put the turkey in a roasting pan and put it in the oven on roast to brown her up, which worked out great, got her nice and brown. She looked beautiful. Um, but I had also taken all of the juices out of the bottom of the pan from the turkey roaster, thinking that I was done. I had already started to make my gravy. And when I pulled that turkey out of the oven and I saw where my thermometer was, it dawned on me. I had that thermometer in the wrong spot. It was definitely not in the thickest part of the breast. So back in, she had to go to the, the roaster. So um, now all the juices were missing. It's going, it's going from a roaster. Now I let all the steam out, right? So it's going to help dry it out a little bit. I put it into the oven to brown her up. So now she's been brown. Now she's been pulled out. Now I've already pulled all the juices out of the bottom. Um, and I put her back in the roaster to get her to temperature. So it actually did come out well. It was very, very tasty. We did eat it the whole weekend because why would you have turkey in your refrigerator and not eat it? Um, but it was not quite as juicy as I think that I could have gotten that turkey. Now, the other thing was, is I read the instruction manual and it told me to put it breast side up. 
And against my better judgment, I did do that. So for Thanksgiving, she's going to be going in breast side down, completely stuffed with the thermometer in the right place. I will not be opening up that thing until it is actually time. And then if she's not quite brown enough, I'll put her in the oven just to brown up the skin and make her pretty. So I do think she's going to come out much, much better this coming week than she did in the test run. But don't make the same mistake that I did. Make sure you are placing those thermometers in the right places. If the thermometer goes into the breast, you want to get that meat to at least 165. If it goes into the deepest part of the thigh, you want to get it up to 180. And you have to remember that if you stuff your turkey like I do, that your thermometer is actually going, you, you have uh, the temperature of that, that uh, stuffing also needs to get to 165. So that stuffing is going to cook a lot lot slower than the rest of the bird since it's all the way you know inside of the bird in the deepest part <laughs> you know of, of that bird so it's going to take longer to get that stuffing to that 165 and it is not safe to eat until it does get there now if your breast gets to 165 and you're pulling it out and your stuffing is at 155 remember that it continues to cook like I said at the beginning of the show and you want it to sit for about 30 minutes because it's continuing to cook during those 30 minutes and so that will bring your stuffing up to temp and it will bring everything else, the rest of the bird, all up to where you are supposed to get to uh, with your temperatures before it's safe to eat. So anyway, that was my roasting experience. So I did pull up a roasting um, guide and we're going to read really quick and see what it said to do on the electric roaster. Let's see. Here we go. All right, so it says, take the insert pan out of the roaster and preheat the roaster to its highest setting. On mine, it's 450, but use 500 if your oven will go that high. Do not wash the turkey. The USDA says that washing it could cause spread of salmonella poisoning. Sprinkle salt in the cavities. Stuff if desired. Don't pre-stuff your turkey. Mix and stuff ingredients immediately before roasting. Tossing in a few pieces of cut fruit or herbs is not considered stuffing. Stuffing usually means filling up the cavity with about three quarters cup stuffing per pound of turkey. Rub the entire bird with olive oil or butter. Doctor up your bird with whatever special seasonings you wish. I always use poultry seasoning. Finish with a good sprinkle of seasoning, salt, and black pepper. This came off of food.com. Um, I don't usually use any kind of poultry seasoning. I like salt, pepper, a little bit of garlic salt or garlic powder. Um, and I like butter. Like I, I just, I'm not one to go crazy, crazy, uh, you know, flavors or whatever in my turkey. I like a good buttery salty turkey. Um, let's see. So it says, I highly recommend using a wired thermometer so you can watch the temperature without lifting the lid. So again, put it in the bird where it's supposed to go. Um, and those pop-up sticks can sometimes, uh, get stuck. So don't use those. Uh, put the rack into the insert pan and make sure that the handles are up, not tucked below the bird. Roast at a high setting for 30 minutes. The butter, oil, seasonings, and searing time will make the skin beautifully brown and perfect. So that is one thing that I didn't do. I put her in at a low temperature and was just going to cook her all day. After 30 minutes, turn the oven temperature down to 325. The turkey will self-baste if you do not lift the lid. You don't have to baste it every 20 minutes like you do in a conventional oven. 
Do not lift the lid during cooking time. Lifting the lid will increase cooking time because the roaster ovens lose their heat unlike regular ovens. And I've read that roaster ovens effectively steam the turkey, making the meat come out well steamed. This is not true, as you will find out. Similar to roasted chickens you can get at your supermarket, the bird will come out moist and perfectly roasted. Why do you think they call it a roaster oven? So this was actually kind of cute. But I do like that. So uh, I'm going to take some of these suggestions from that article, and I am going to follow them and see if I can't get my roaster turkey to come out better on Thanksgiving day than it did for my run through. So don't go anywhere. We're almost done. We're going to talk about those deep fried turkeys, but this is also a show going to go country 105 on Saturday mornings at 7 30 AM. So for all of you that are listening on Saturday, I hope I have picked off your holiday season and got you thinking turkey and Thanksgiving and then black Friday. And it's all coming down the pike. We're almost there to the end of the year. Um, but I hope I got you guys started with on a fabulous holiday journey and I will be back in two weeks right here on Go Country 105. I hope you guys have a fabulous rest of your week. Talk to y'all real soon. Bye-bye. Okay, so we're done. So now we're going to we're going to get into deep fried turkey, okay? Cuz I think I would really like to try a deep fried turkey eventually and I have never done it. I've had deep fried turkey. It is wonderful. I mean, absolutely wonderful. Um, So I would definitely like to try it. So I pulled up some um, notes on the best way to do the deep fried turkey safely. And this is when we're talking deep fried turkey with oil. So number one, it says place the hot water, kosher salt, and brown sugar. So this is to brine your turkey, okay? It says place hot water, kosher salt, and brown sugar into a five-gallon upright drink cooler and stir until the salt and sugar dissolve completely. Add the ice and stir until the mixture is cool. Gently lower the turkey into the container If necessary, weigh down the bird to ensure that it is fully immersed in the brine. Cover and set it in a cool, dry place for 8 to 16 hours. Remove the turkey from the brine. So that actually sounds like a really tasty brine, but that was going to be more of a sweeter. Like when I think brown sugar, I'm thinking ham at Christmas, Um, like honey banged ham. But, you know, I mean, we do buy honey turkey for our sandwiches from the grocery store, right? From the deli. So that could actually be quite good. Um, It says, remove the turkey from the brine, rinse and pat dry. Allow it to sit at room temperature for at least 30 minutes prior to cooking. Place the oil into a 28 to 30 quart pot and set over high heat on an outside propane burner with a sturdy structure. Bring the temperature of the oil to 250 degrees. Once the temperature has reached 250, slowly slowly lower the bird into the oil and bring the temperature to 350. Once it has reached 350, so I would have never thought that. I would have gotten that oil all the way up to 350 degrees and then I would have popped that bird in there. They're saying put it in at 250 and then continue to let it get hotter and hotter until you get to 350. Then lower the temperature to keep the, the to actually keep the oil at 350 for the remaining time of your cooking. Once the breast reaches 151 degrees, gently remove the oil and allow to rest for a minimum of 30 minutes prior to carving. So this is what I want to know from all of you deep fried turkey aficionados. (laughs) 
How exactly do you know that the breast of the turkey, when it is a in a deep fryer, is 151 degrees? So do these deep fryers have a thermometer, you know, that where it's like connected to the deep fryer and then it goes right into the turkey and it's okay in all of that oil? I feel like if I used one of my Bluetooth smart thermometers and then I put it in that turkey and put it in that hot oil that I would actually probably destroy the thermometer. It wouldn't work. So I would love to hear about how you know when your turkey has made it to the correct temperature. So that would be a good one to know before I decide to go ahead and try this deep fried turkey thing. Um, so it says, uh, the bird will reach an internal temperature of 161 degrees due to the carryover of cooking when you take it out at the 150 and you let it sit for the 30 minutes. Now, this was really a good thing. I really liked this a lot. Um, it says cook's note in order to determine the correct amount of oil. So this is great to know guys, place the turkey into the pot that you will be frying it in. Add water just until it barely covers the top of the turkey and is at least four to five inches below the top of the pot. This will be the amount of oil you will use for frying the turkey. So I like that. So you would actually like kind of do a trial run with water, put that turkey in there, fill up the water to where it needs to be for that turkey, pull that turkey out. Then you get a good baseline of where you need to fill your oil up to. So I thought that was really good. And I wanted to share that. I, you know, if you guys are big, deep turkey people, uh, deep fried turkey people, again, I would love to know exactly how you check on the temperature of your bird, unless you're literally pulling it out and then sticking a thermometer in checking your temperature and then pushing that bird back down into that oil. I can be a little klutzy and I could totally see myself burning something, tipping over the pot, oil going everywhere, somebody getting fried. Um, so I would love to know, is there a way to keep that bird in there and monitor your temperature like you could with an oven roasted turkey or the electric uh, fried turkey? Uh, Heidi's idea sounds great too. And I'm going to check that out this coming Thursday when my cousin comes to town. Um, that infrared cooker, which is essentially a deep fryer, but without oil, I would think that you can use those same thermometers with. So I would guess that that would be good in that scenario. But what do you do about that oil? I don't know. Um, okay, so my dad did jump in and says, um, ask your cousin. He used to deep fry turkeys with Tony and um, got to go see you later. Love you guys, dad. We love you too. And that is actually it. We're, we're at the end of the show as well. So you are taking off at the exact right time. If anybody watching this show later has any suggestions that you'd like to give people that are watching the video, please feel free to put your comments into the feed. Put in there your recipes. Put in there what you like to season with. Put in there, how do you monitor the temperature of your turkey when you're deep frying or outside? Put all that information into the comments and let people read. I hope you guys all have a fantastic holiday. I am really looking forward to it. I am super excited. This is my favorite holiday of the season. So I'm not going to be here next week. I'm going to get the party started right after we stop this show. And I hope you guys have a, a fabulous, you know, next, let's see, I won't see you for two weeks. So you guys have a fabulous two weeks. And we'll be back after Thanksgiving. Talk to y'all real soon. Bye-bye. Debbie Marcoux is licensed by the Department of Financial Protection and Innovation under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act, NMLS ID 237926. Also licensed in Arizona, 0941504, Florida, L076508, Georgia, 69178, Idaho, MLO, 2080237926, Illinois, 031.0058339, Missouri, North Carolina, I210940, Nevada, 57237, Oregon, Tennessee, 184373, Texas, Washington, MLO, 237926. She's a mortgage.
rich mom She can get things done When you're in need and don't know where to go Pick up the phone and call mom 